Welcome to the QAV podcast. If you're brand new, I just want to introduce the podcast a little bit so you know what you're getting yourself into. If you've listened to the show before, feel free to just fast forward a minute or two. If you're brand new, here's the deal. Uh, my name's Cameron Riley. Tony Kynaston is an old friend of mine. He's a very successful share market investor. I'm talking very, very, very successful. He's been doing it 30 years. He's one of the best in the country in terms of a private investor. Very good uh, track record over 30 years. And what this podcast is about is Tony basically teaches me everything that he knows about investing in the stock market. And you get to listen. But if you're coming into this for the first time, you'll find that this episode, the current episodes, assume a certain level of prior knowledge. We assume that you know what we're talking about, his system, his methodology, which we explain in earlier episodes. So feel free to listen if you want to get the vibe for what's going on, but some of it's not going to make much sense unless you understand what the checklist is, etc. I recommend if you're brand new, you go back and listen to uh, Season 3, Episode 1, Episode 3 and Episode 5, where we go into Tony's background and his system and his methodology in a lot more detail. And then feel free to listen to the contemporary episodes, the current episodes. You'll understand more of the context of what we're talking about. With that, let's get into today's show. Thanks for the warning. I ducked just in time. <laughs> Where are you today, TK? Yeah, Darlinghurst. Madly trying to pack before I go away tomorrow. Oh, right. I thought you were already uh, down playing golf with Ruddy. Oh, that was up in the Hunter Valley. Right, but you're back from that. I am. We got back last night, yeah. Oh. And he left this morning. He stayed overnight at our place. Yeah, we had a oh. tournament on, which was great. Good fun. Is, was it a drinking tournament or a golf tournament you did with it? Oh, it was both, and that probably cost me the golf tournament, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was in contention. I was a contender. No, I crashed oh. and burnt on the back nine on the final day. Hey, how, uh. let me, let's get into the show. People are starting to wondering what we're doing here. Um, <laughs> wanted to just do a portfolio update. Um I made a couple of changes to our Google portfolio sheety thing, and I also uploaded our portfolio in the share site finally last week after our chat with uh, Doug Morris, the CEO of ShareSite. Really easy, I guess, to upload it. I just had to export the transaction list out of Google Sheets and, you know, move the columns around a little bit, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I haven't shared it with everyone yet because I'm still trying to find out from Doug how to do that. And also it hasn't handled the AQG to SSR merger. So I've asked them what to do about that in their little support window. But as it stands, it says that our total return for this financial year on the portfolio is 22.68%. And so, be- good. good, yes. And but you know, because uh, they are doing it for the financial year, I was still doing it from the beginning of uh, yeah. September in our Google Sheet. So I changed the Google Sheet over to the beginning of the financial year as well. I thought, well, now that you know, now, now that we've got a financial year starting point, we might as well do it from that. It Google Sheet says that we're twenty one percent as of. This moment, uh, Monday, the 9th of 
No, Wednesday, the 9th of December, (laughs) 3.07pm. Google Sheets says that we're up 21% since the beginning of the financial year. The All Lords is up 13.48%, but, of course, our portfolio's total returns, the All Lords straight-up number there isn't. That's my month end uh, looking at the – I can't get a day-to-day total returns on the All Lords. But, um, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, at a basic level, we're up 21%. All Lords is up, say, 13 14%, probably – you know, once you add in the total returns, it'll be a little bit higher than that. So we're doing mm. we're doing okay for mm. five months into the year. Um, not uh, twice the ASX at the moment, but or the all odds. But twenty one percent, twenty two percent is pretty good for five months. It is. It's good. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I've got those uh, details on how to fix alkane, so I'll, I'll send them through to you. Alaka. Alcane Resources. Alaka Gold, I think we're oh, talking was it? about. Oh, sorry, yeah, it was yeah. Alaysa, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah the other one. Alaysa. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I just want, if people are looking at the portfolio wondering why yeah, the growth looks so much bigger than it did a week ago, that's why. It's going from FY21 now, right. the beginning of FY21. Yeah, uh, and I think that's a good good change, Cam, because then we can benchmark ourselves against everyone else in the market as well. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, and, but when I get the um, instructions from Doug on how to share it, I will do that. Uh, right. Now, on to uh, – what do you want to talk about? Do you want to do a stock of the week before we get on to the journal? Or any oh, other yeah, news? Well, I think it's the same, same thing. No other news. Uh, I, what, what's news? I, I saw an article today in The Fin, today being Wednesday, written by Elio D'Amato. Uh, just highlighting how how the cash flow statement works and how it's good to use price to operating cash flow as a metric. And he also mentioned price to free cash flow. But it was really singing from our hymn book. It was a good article. If people haven't seen it, they can look it up. Uh, but yeah, exactly what we've been saying. Elio's a convert. The, yeah, the, the profit, the profit and loss, and the. In particular is, you know, uh, accrual accounting and often subject to the, the policies that the management want to apply. But cash is king. Cash is king. Well, before we get onto the, the, the journal and the stocks, etc., cetera, uh, you were on TV. You had your television debut last week on Ausbiz, Koshy's uh, Channel 70 offshoot, whatever it is, and online thing. You did a great job. Congratulations. You were very oh, very smooth. You. I thought you did a much better job than the hosts did. They were they didn't seem really sure what to uh, ask you. They were like, oh, uh, hmm, well, Tony, um, investing, stocks, hmm, go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they, they probably didn't have much preparation time. Well, I think they Yeah, it was good though. It was like originally I was booked to talk about QAV and, and checklists and then uh, the morning of I got a email from the producer saying, yeah, yeah, but we want to talk about three specific stocks. So send us your three stocks. And that's what they finished up interviewing me about. Yeah, yeah, to do a little bit of fast footing, to have some stocks to talk about. Mm. Yeah, which was fine. Oh, and they also said it had to be from today's news. So that was the fast footing was to oh. see what QAV stocks was in the news that day. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. particularly under those circumstances, you did a great job. Well done. Oh, thank you. I know. Yeah. I know. Oh, it was fun. never part of your plan to be on TV when no, we started this. <laughs> no, all, all providing any sort of market commentary, really. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But uh, 
I thought you did a great job. Hopefully they'll get you back on and you can talk more about QAV next time, the, mm. me- the methodology, the thinking, the genius. And uh, <laughs> we also had an article in the ASA magazine that came out last week, the Equity Magazine. Thanks to Steve Mab for helping organise that. Uh, I think that was uh, well received from what I've heard. Oh, good. I haven't had any feedback, so that's good to know. And thanks, Steve. That's that's great that we got uh, some profile with that institution. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I hopefully. Appreciate um, it. We'll be doing some more with the ASA. I think uh, we're going to try and do a bit of a live webinar for the ASA members early in the new year, so that should be good. And then maybe we'll get up and do a bit of a dog and pony show at some of their events next year as well. Should we spread the word? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You could – you can be the dog. I, I'm always the dog, Tony. <laughs> Downward-facing dog. That's my uh, gamer tag uh, in chess.com. Just look for me there. Who? What stock do you want to talk about? Let me let me run through some of the stocks in the journal that you mentioned in the last week. Yan Coal, you said it's uh, gone past its byline. Yeah, it has. And uh, it's interesting that coals, some of the coal stocks are turning up now because uh, China's not buying Australian coal, so I'm not sure what's going on there. There was some, uh, some. There was an article in the Fin Review, amongst other places, talking about the potential for some mergers and acquisitions in the coal sector. So that that might be putting a bit of a fire under some of the share prices. But uh, yeah, Yan Coal is one I've, I've owned before myself many many years ago. Uh, it's um, it is only small though. It's, oh, it's a big company, but the two shareholders own quite a bit of stock between them. I'll just call that up. Uh, and one of them is Chinese, so maybe that's why uh, Yan Coal's in favor, in, back in favor. But uh, yeah, the Yan Zhu, if I hope, I hope I pronounced that right, the Yan, Yan Shu coal mining company owns more than half, 62.26% of the stock, uh, which is, you know, um, quite quite a lot, and that limits the the average daily trade size. Obviously, Yang, uh, Yanzu aren't trading their shares every day, but uh, the rest, I mean, the rest are, are uh, smaller holders, and they're probably trading it. But um, yeah, so only a small small amount of average daily trade for for Yankol. Um That's the first thing to note. The second thing was its graph was uh, was a little interesting. Yeah, I'm um, looking at it now. Let's uh, talk through it. High point is obvious, uh, sort of February 2017, up around, uh, I don't know, $12, $11, $10.70 or something, mm-hmm. eyeballing it. Where's the second point on this? Well, so it's, this is one of those ones which are iterative again. So. Originally, the second the second point would have been you know the next highest peak to the right, which was July two thousand and seventeen. Yeah, and if you draw that line, it crosses, you know, somewhere around about uh, March two thousand and eighteen. And the interesting thing about this graph is that the if you look at the two low points on the graph, you've got March two thousand and sixteen at dollar sixty five and then a dollar sixty seven a couple of months later in May and the share price hasn't been that low since then so the the buy price is going to be sort of you know around a dollar seventy just tracing a line from those two lows uh, the so sell price crossed, you mean? the sell price I'm sorry hmm. so when it, when I said it crossed uh, back in what did I say August I'd say it's more like just, May 2018. 
May 2018. Okay. It's, it's been a buy since then, but it's never gone back and crossed its sell line. It's been going down and down and down and down. So, uh, what I did in this circumstance was just to use the rightmost peak. Because uh, you yeah, you can always keep running the ruler from the highest point over all the peaks as they they trend out to the right, and the rightmost peak I think is February two thousand and twenty, mm. which um, which then gives it uh, you know crosses the buy line. Uh, just looking at that somewhere around about June, June July, yeah, June yeah. twenty twenty, June this year, around about yeah. two dollar mark, just over, yeah. And uh, it was still going down from then, but just in the last two months, it's been turning up again. So that's why I've um, I had a price alert for it to turn up again, hmm. and it has. And so that's why I'm adding it to the buy list at the moment. It, but really, it's been a buy for a number of years, going sideways or slightly down, hmm. downwards from there. So it's currently hmm. trading around two dollars fifty four. Mm-hmm. Correct. But it's been a bit of a falling knife for the last uh, three years, coming up four years really. Um, so I don't know, man. Um, bit of a bit of a bunny boiler. Oh, possibly. Um, yeah, I, I think it's more more along the lines of one of the questions we're going to talk about today. It's it's uh, it's a buy on the buy list now, and it's. Uh, but well, it should have been a buy on the buy list all the way along, really, since um, what do we say, August two thousand and eighteen. Um, but I haven't put it on there because it's been trending downwards since then, even though it hasn't crossed the sell line. So it's only in the last couple of you know, last month or two you've seen an established uptrend of a couple of months in a row. So I think that's getting safe enough to put back on the buy list, even though it's been a buy all along, if that makes sense. Yeah, buy, but not a buy because it's a falling knife. Yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been, it's right. It's been above the buy, uh, buy price and above the sell, way above the sell price. Yes. But trending down still. Yeah. But it looks like it's picking up for reasons we don't know because of the whole China situation. Yeah, quite possibly. I, I haven't researched the stock to know why it's doing that. Well, it seems quite obvious to me that um, ScoMo is just going to give Xi Jinping a stern look, waggle his finger, and uh, all the all the uh, import restrictions from China will disappear. They're terrified, <laughs> terrified of Scotty from marketing, uh, like stomping his foot and frowning and having a bit of a cry that they're being mean. Uh, I think that's I think is that's that, the plan. Is that like? Is that like Tony Abbott trying to shirt front Putin? Yes, yes. Similar thing? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, he's learned, learned from the best. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if if uh, I don't think they'll go down this route and I think they, you know, they'd, they'd be shooting themselves in the foot somewhat, but the only leverage that Australia can apply on China now is to say if you want to buy our iron ore, take all the tariffs off the other exports that we give you. <laughs> And then stop iron ore for a while, but of course that would shoot themselves in the foot because the uh, the Australian budget is being supported at the moment by uh, extra royalties from iron ore, mm. so they're unlikely to, unlikely to do that. But that's probably the only leverage that the government has with China at the moment. I don't think you want to play Russian roulette with China right now. I think they'll just don't take play chicken. They'll take the gun and they'll spin it, man. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe Russian roulette's not the right analogy, but I, I don't think I don't think you can. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's any uh, sort of uh, 
acting chicken, yeah, as you say. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, yeah. Christopher Walken in uh, one of the one of the his early movie with Woody Allen. Can I confess something? I tell you this because as an artist, I think you'll understand. Sometimes when I'm driving on the road at night, I see two headlights coming toward me fast. I have this sudden impulse to turn the wheel quickly, head on into the oncoming car. I can anticipate the explosion, the sound of shattering glass, the flames rising out of the flowing gasoline. You're right. Well, I have to, I have to go now, Dwayne, because I, I'm <laughs> back on the planet Earth. Uh, I'd forgotten that scene. Uh, It's a year before Deer Hunter came out, so uh, or two years before Deer Hunter came out, really, a year before they made it. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) Great line. I have to get back to (laughs) (laughs) that. Anywho, yes, playing uh, Chicken with China. It's, uh, yeah. it's the title of my next autobiography. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's go back to which your- you're writing in jail. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. go back to some of your other posts uh, yeah, this week. Sure. You're buying some Sandfire resources. Somebody's got a yeah. question about that, uh, which we'll get to. And that was the stock I was going to make stock of the week, right? Um, so it's it's turned upwards quite dramatically recently because they uh, opened a new mine in Africa, uh, copper copper mine over there, and as we know, copper's uh, as a commodities turned upwards, mm. and that's lit a fire under the share price, and it jumped, I think, about twenty percent in two days, uh, and it's still going up slightly from there. But uh, but uh, yeah, I think it's it's going to be that's probably going to re-rate the stock going forward. And the big problem with Sandfire that, that analysts were always scared of is that its main, well, it was a one mine company. The mine was called the Grasser over in WA. And uh, it has an impending end of life. So I, I can't remember how many years there are to go, maybe two, something like that, two or three. And and uh, they've been doing a lot of uh, drilling around the Grasser, looking to expand it and maybe finding another all seem to mine, but now they've come out of, I guess, left fields somewhat uh, in terms of the announcement anyway uh, with this mine in, in Africa, which is uh, going to continue their, uh, their their cash coming in even if the grosser closes in a couple of years. Mm. And they can hear the drums echoing tonight, which is uh, the, oh, no. the bonus. Oh, I shouldn't have said Africa. Oh. <laughs> Pull out my guitar, play a little bit of Toto. <laughs> Now we've talked about S. We've talked about SFR a lot recently, and I seem to recall we were uh, answering a question a little while ago about whether or not it was a Schrodinger. So um, I'm just pulling up yeah, the I think, chart. I think, I think from memory, in the last couple of months, it's been on and off the buy list because it started to trend up and then trended down again. Yeah, but it's really shot up in the last um, couple of months. Yeah, it's really just in two days. So that most of that increase happened uh, when they announced that the uh, oh, yeah. this new find in Africa. Yeah, thirtieth of November it closed at four dollars thirty six. Today it's five dollars eighty one. Oh my golly gosh! And it's not in uh, my portfolio or in the uh, QAV portfolio. <laughs> God. No. God. What a shocker. You can't own them all, Cam. 
Uh, not like Pokemon. Anyway, no. But I did buy some. I mean, in the last couple of days, uh, post that big increase, so it hasn't gone up much since in the, since then. But uh, yeah, I think it like it scores really well on the QAV checklist, and uh, now it's got the mine life issue put to bed somewhat. Anyway, um, it, it should go on from here. Oh, very good. All right. What else did you have to talk about? I'm just looking for the highlights this um, week. I think API was another one. Australian Pharmaceutical Australian Industries. Uh, yep. You said it's a falling knife maybe. Yeah, so so uh, they have a an August end of year date. So the numbers came through in Stock Doctor in the last week or so. And uh, it's if you look at the chart, it's been going it's been going down for a long time. Mm. Uh, and, and if people don't know API, they probably know the brands that they operate. They operate uh, Priceline, the retail sort of chemistry um, outlets, mm-hmm. and they do have some other chemist shops. I think Amcal, but I, I wouldn't be one hundred percent sure. I'm going from memory on that. But yeah, so since they put these results out, though the stock the stock graph has definitely turned up into a buy situation. Uh, I am possibly because of COVID. You know, a lot of a lot of retailers have done well out of COVID because people are staying home and they're they're consuming more products at, in their home, so they're buying them themselves rather than necessarily uh, maybe at the office. Uh, although I'm not sure what that would be, uh, but uh, there's anecdotal evidence that people are putting on makeup to do their Zoom, Zoom calls. I know you put on makeup to do your Zoom calls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know Jenny does, so um, that that might be behind their increase in sales. But yeah, certainly a good set of results for API in, in the last uh, month or so. Good. And you uh, you're not worried that they're a falling knife? I mean, they seem to have jumped up quite a bit in the last uh, well, mm. 30 September. They bottomed out at a dollar four, then out a dollar twenty nine. Still a long way from. $2.23 where they were in April 2017, but uh, this does seem like a pretty big jump. But they've jumped big before. They, like uh, yeah. middle of 2018, they jumped from $1.35 up to $1.84 and then plummeted again within a couple of months. Yeah, it's possible. I'm not going to try and predict what will happen. And this might also be a bit like the shaver shop because if you look at the low points on the graph, uh, September 2020 and October 2020 and extend that out, it's the slope on that line is not going to be too different to the slope that's going up now. So it won't take much to much of a sort of a reduction in share price to cross the sell line on its way up. Yeah. Like a reverse rating it. So we'll see. Mm. Okay. Well, let's see. What else have we got from the last week? Uh, South 32 fell off the buy list due to a share price increase, but hooray, you you own it. (laughs) I do. I'd owned it for a couple of months too and it hadn't been doing much. It'd been sort of hovering around the buy price and it's it's increased now too and I think uh, think quite possibly, again, I'm just going from memory here, possibly because of the copper that South 32 uh, mine and export or mine and sell. Right. Mm. Believe me, copper, I wasn't even there. Now, uh, what else have we got going? <laughs> I think that's it. That's all the highlights that's from it. the journal yeah. this week. All right. Yeah. Get, get, into some, yeah. get into some Q&A? Yeah, sure. Q 
Q&A from Carl. Hi, Tony and Cam. Last week there had been some discussion about the sell point for Shaver Shop SSG. I thought I'd share my approach to the three-point trend line sell and how that has been applied to SSG. I've taken the view where it suits me, I confess, that the three PTL is a more accurate indication of a trend by ignoring the COVID cough. Crazy, right? In case of SSG, this results in a three PTL sell line with a current sell price of approximately 77 cents. Given I bought SSG at the start of April when it had a price to cash ratio of 1.93 and QOV score of 0.55, I think this provides a more realistic and appropriate balance of risk when considering when to sell. What are your thoughts of this approach. Note my decision to buy in April for 40 cents was based on a quick bounce from the March low point and my expectation of increased sales as a result of the COVID lockdown. There are more beards in the streets now than there were at Max Yazga's farm during Woodstock. Oh, I love a good, I love a good more than joke. Um, that's a good one. I'll have to uh, have to steal that one, Carl. Nice one. Bit bit nerdy, but I like it. Uh, yeah, what do you, we've talked about. And well done, Carl. If you bought, if you bought Shaver Shop at forty cents, congratulations, hooray! Yeah. Now you've uh, we've talked about whether or not we should ignore the COVID cough a bit uh, in the last few weeks. Yep. I think. Yeah, uh, I I don't favour that. I, look, I mean, in this in this case, uh, the what what Carl is suggesting, and it's pretty hard to talk about it without seeing it. If people want to look at the Shaver Shop graph they can that they'll see that prior to COVID in March this year there was a low point going back about to or 12 months before that and uh, Carl is suggesting that he used that as his low point to draw the trend so that low point was in January 2019 so a bit over a year uh, to use that as the low point and then the next lowest point to the right of that, which probably would have been about June 19, and to use that as his sell line. Uh, and, look, I, I have some sympathy to, to that because that line is more closely approximating the upward trend of shaver shops since that point. Uh, but I, I think I'd be pretty careful about making a general rule from one example and uh, if you go and look at some other stocks that have the COVID cough, um, the, the trend line might not fit as neatly if you ignore the COVID cough. So I'm going to stick with the COVID cough, even though I fully acknowledge that Shaver Shop has this kind of uh, funny up and, you know, buy and sell upward graph if we, if we apply our normal three-point trend line draws to it. Yeah, it's a bit of a Halloween pumpkin. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I kind of I, I'm sympathetic to Carl's view yeah. too. Like the COVID cough was an extraordinary event that affected pretty much the entire market equally, um, and I kind of wonder if we should just amnesia it, forget it ever happened. <laughs> um, but uh, and I and I, if somebody asked me to justify why we don't, I think I'd be hard put to justify really? it. Well, no, I'd just say Tony says, shut up. That's how I, you know. But apart from that, how dare you criticize? How dare you challenge my guru? No, but why? Well, do, why why well, can't me, we just ignore me, well, it? It's 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 an extraordinary event. Why can't we just ignore it? Well, because it's not extraordinary. 
I mean, the markets do this um, at least every 10 years and sometimes even more than that. So it doesn't it's, matter what the a, cause is, it's a market collapse. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Right. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, next year it could be the uh, dot com of 2021 that causes the market to collapse and it comes off again. But look, uh, like I said, don't, don't just use one example to, to make a golden rule or make a general rule. Go back and look at some of those we've just spoken about API. Uh, there's no COVID cough in the API graph. Yeah, I noticed that. It, it barely yeah, dips. Right? It dipped a That's little right. bit, look but, but nothing unusual. Yeah. So uh, look at South 32. Um, let's call that one up. Oh. The, the COVID cough there. Yeah, there was a bit of a COVID cough. Um, but, but funnily enough, if you ignore the COVID cough, you're still drawing the same line as if you were... If, if you use the COVID cough. So uh, my general rule is to do it this way and it's certainly worked through other downturns and, and hiccups in the market and upsides in the market as well when things take off. Uh, so I'm going to leave it in. So what you're saying is... Well, what I think is I think the shaver shop example is a fudge. It's a fudge that works. And I'm, I'm quite comfortable accepting that as a fudge that works, and that's fine because it, it is using a trend line to, to put our stop loss in, and I've got no problems with it being different to how I do it. But I think the general rule is the, the COVID cough stays in. That's how Dad did it. That's how America does it. And it's worked out pretty well so far. There's your quote. <laughs> That's how Tony does it. That's how I do it. (laughs) And it's worked out pretty well so far. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, I think the quote is uh, don't use one data set to make a general rule. Oh, that's boring and I like that quote. (laughs) So let's hold on. I'll say it in Christopher Walken. (laughs) Yeah, do that. Just just use. (laughs) Okay. Don't don't use one data set. (laughs) That's ter- like a general rule. <laughs> That's terrible. Don't do that. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about South Thirty Two for a second. I hmm. have the chart in front of me now. I'm going to argue that the byline for South Thirty Two uh, starts back in sort of July August 2018, and then runs through February 2019, and is a straight line at three dollars. Nearly four dollars. Yeah, you're right. It's a fudge. It's a fudge. So you're starting with yep. the second high point. Yeah, that's well, right. Hold the on, Carl can't right. fudge the COVID cough, but you I didn't you, say you couldn't. You can fudge the bloody the that <laughs> what? I didn't say Carl can't fudge the COVID cough. <laughs> well, you're saying fudge away. <laughs> <laughs> Pack more fudge. It's fine. <laughs> Keep it clean, Tony. Stephen Mab told us. Yeah. Keep it clean. That's right. No fudge yeah. jokes. So, so you're right. So this one and I think the other one was Eclipse had a similar sort of graph where it had a couple of peaks that were flat and uh, I decided to ignore them because you, it's trending up towards that number anyway and I, I kind of think why wait for it to get up there. So I fudged it. So uh, with South 32, what are you using as the second point then? Are you using February 2020 or something later? Uh, was, yeah, January 2020. Oh, okay. No. No. Mm. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, right. I so see. You, you, if you drew it through February 2020, you, you, January sticks out, so that's where I drew it. Okay, I'm saving that one for the archives. Uh, getting back to uh, Shaver Shop's uh, chart, I want to just get a nice example of this. So we're starting with the high point back in 2016 and we're drawing it through July 2020. Sorry, I'm just calling it up. Hang on. Hmm. Yeah, so what did you say? Uh, September 16? Yeah, and And then the second one seems to be like July, August 2020. Yeah, that's right. That's what I would think. Uh, Yeah, and again, it's one of these falling knives, so I would keep almost rotating it because uh, there's no – well, you can go back and get a sell line. So if you used – if you used – where are we going now? If you used August, for example – then you are crossing August 17, you are crossing as a buy in January 18, and then you've got a couple of low points to the left of that, which means you're, you're selling out then again in April 18. So then you have to get the right the, the peak to the right of that point. So it's, it's almost like you hold the ruler on the high point and you keep kind of radiating or arcing around the compass points until you get to a stage where the peak is just before the lowest point. So the the peak looks like it would be December 2018. And even then, you keep going. So it's like a there's lots of there's another cell line there because January 2019 is a low point and the second low point would be June 2019 after that. So then we're out during the COVID cough. So then you're starting with the high point. Oh, shoot. The high point is uh, has, hasn't changed, but the next high point, the next peak is just before the COVID cough. And so it becomes a buy again around June 2020 at 70 cents. But if you're doing the sell line starting at the bottom of the COVID cough and then draw, yeah. drawing it up to the right. Mm-hmm. It's crossed the sell line as well. Yeah, it's a Schrodinger. Like we said last yeah. time we did this. An upward Schrodinger, a bunny boiler, an upward Schrodinger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so look, there's, In fact, I, mean, I think this is the stock of... where we invented bunny boiler. I think it was this one. Yes, I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> so Carl's right and uh, Carl's right to um, try and find a way to – you know, get some get some comfort that uh, he's got a stop loss in place, even though the share price is going up. So I've got no problems with what Carl's doing. I'm just not prepared to take out the COVID cough from from all our share price graphs. Right. Thank you, Carl. Well, that's the end of the free episode for this week. For the brand new folks, I want you to know that each week we have a free episode and a premium episode. Free episode runs about half an hour. Premium episode usually runs for an extra half hour to an hour depending on how many questions we have from our audience that week because we spend a lot of that time answering questions. Uh, If you want to check out the premium episodes, you can go up to our website, qavpodcast.com.au and sign up for the two-week free trial. You get to have a look at the uh, premium episodes. You get to have a look at the checklist, the getting started guide, all of the video content that we have, Uh, You get invited to our VIP dinners and our VIP Zoom calls for club members. You get to ask 
Tony, questions that we can answer. You get to get invited to our uh, Facebook group, our private Facebook group, etc., etc. So, and also we get a, a private uh, club member newsletter each week. We send out as well with some stuff in it. So. Check that out, qavpodcast.com.au. But as I said, if you're brand new and you want to, you're trying to figure out what's going on, go back and listen to season three, episodes one, three, and five, 301, 303, and 305. And then you might also want to go back and listen to season one as well, all of the free episodes in season one, where we go into a lot of detail about Tony's system and methodology and figure out if this is right for you, if it's something that you want to go further with, if you want to learn how to invest like Tony does, then you can check out the uh, QAV Club. Uh, The other thing I always have to say is we're not financial advisors, so don't take anything you hear on this as financial advice. This is just here to teach how one guy invests and thinks about investing. If you need financial advice or tax advice, please go see a financial advisor or tax advisor. Uh, With that, stay safe, good luck with your investing, and we'll be back next week.